full circle. Full circle. Hi, I'm Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. Girlfriend, this is a place where you and I can connect. It's a show that embraces a 360-degree look at womanhood. It's our voice, our perspective. It's what we care about, and it's how we feel. Empowerment through conversation is what it is. This is Full Circle. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. So happy, as always, to be in the building with you. I was already having a good conversation before y'all, you know. Me and Al were connecting or reconnecting. I haven't seen your face. Like, I've seen your face on social media, but in person, I yeah. haven't seen you in years. So I know, I know. Oh, Absolutely. my goodness. I am so excited. I have wanted to do this show. So Full Circle will be three years old in April. Oh, okay. happy birthday. Yes, yes. It'll be three years old, but I have wanted to have you on the show from day one. And so it just first I was like, no, it's a show for women and blah, blah, blah. But then as like as this last year, I've been kind of growing and and having male voices on the show because I think it's important. And I was like, okay. I'm just surrendering to whatever God has for me. And so it was Amen. like, Al, you just kept coming Amen. up. You just kept coming up. And so I was like, I gotta have my brother on because you are like Mr. Sacramento. Oh, see, checks in the mail. <laughs> checks in the mail, Miss Wanda. <laughs> I'm just I'm just dude doing his duty. That's all. So family, let me introduce you in case you've been under a rock or something. My guest for the rest of the show is Big Al, Sacramento staple, broadcasting veteran. Um, he's someone that I looked up to and learned from, and um, I'm just happy to have him on the show. Not just because of radio, but this brother is got has got an interesting story, and he's got a testimony. That I wanted to hear, uh, I wanted you to hear. Um, I heard it. You were on with Miss Mariana yes, uh, a couple yes. of, a couple of months back, and um, I'll tell you what the result of that was for me. But when I heard your story, and I knew you had gone through some things, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what. And so when I heard your story, that even propelled me even more. Like I got to have Al on the show. I got to have wow. Al on the show. Wow. But first. Welcome to the Full Circle Studio. Welcome. I, I feel welcome. This is awesome. Thank you so much, Ms. Wanda. I am so happy to have you here. So just tell everyone about who you introduce yourself to anyone that may not know you. Again, they might. Maybe they're new to town. But, right. you know, this show also broadcasts worldwide on our website. So there may be people out there who don't know who you are. So introduce yourself to the fam. Oh, by the way, first off, shout out to... Um, Aunt Pam listening in Seattle right now. Oh, hey, what's up, Aunt Pam? And uh, she's like, oh, my baby, Hercules, Hercules, you know. Well, my name is Alvin. Um, They they call me Big Al. And I've been doing radio for a little bit over 20 years here in Sacramento. I've been doing this since uh, 97. Mm -hmm. And um, and up until until 2020. And uh, now I'm I'm at that point. I feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Strike me down, and I'll be more powerful than you can ever imagine. Oh wow! And I'm 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 in that mode right now. Yeah, I'm in that mode. But it's so many things that I always do was I, I love being involved in the community. Mm-hmm. I was doing that a ton, mm-hmm. and I still am to an extent. Um, I'm always doing radio and something else, radio yeah. and TV. Yeah. Um, and then now I'm doing some things that are 
uh, online, including a show that mm-hmm. I'm involved in. I'll tell you about that a little bit later. Okay. And uh, and so I'm just still staying plugged in, just in a different 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 area. Okay. All right. So I did a. Uh, I was asked to do a talk uh, in July about uh, being an underdog, and what I ended up doing was talking about my journey to becoming Miss Wanda, mm. and all the obstacles I faced in order to live out this dream of radio. Which, and I share with people on the show all the time, or I share with the show all the time, is that I was born with this love for a thing that I had known nothing about. And as I got more exposed, I was like, yeah, radio's the thing and have been in have this love affair with radio and all things radio ever since. Yes. How did you get your start? Well, it's kind of ties in with my motto in life. And that is, I know what I know. I don't know what I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I am willing to learn because I'm curious. I like that. And it's been that way ever since my first involvement with media at all was in Chicago. I was born and raised in Chicago and I took a lesson of how to run a video camera, you know, back in the way back, <laughs> the camcorder days, you know, the whole thing. And But I loved it. I loved actually being able to chronicle things. I mean, I didn't know that. I mean, I was, I was, I was 11. Right. I mean, but I didn't know that I can chronicle things and keep things for posterity mm-hmm. and have great conversations about those things. Mm-hmm. And I really love that. And so throughout high school, I moved, we moved from uh, Chicago <laughs> We moved, to, we moved from Chicago to Oakland where it's safe. <laughs> from Put, Chicago to Oakland. Kind of like shows you how rough it was in Chicago. <laughs> I, look, I'll stay on Fruitvale. It's a nice street. It got fruit in it. We, we, I didn't know. We, we found out real quick. We found out. But it was still a, a different vibe out in Northern California. Yeah. It was like, hey, you know, what you doing? What's going on with you? Don't mess with me. I won't mess with you. It was, mm-hmm. And in Chicago, it was like, who is you? And you got to represent like right, right now or right. else you get beat up. And so Oakland was really eye-opening for me. It was the best move ever. I thank my mama every single day mm-hmm. that we moved to California. And, you know, just, and I got involved in, you know, went to Oakland High School, and then I, I was I was classmates with Sway. Okay, And we okay. were sitting there on the, on the, on the, you know, on the stoop to my man, when I grow up, I'm going to do, <laughs> you know, the whole thing. And he was, he was a great above, he was a great above me. Uh-huh. Um, but we talked about those things. And so my my mom and um, my stepfather at the time, his name was Kamau Amun-Ra, God rest his soul, rest in power. And he got me, him and mom got me involved in writing. Okay. And I was like, okay, I get to write. And, and so while everybody was writing about the new Jordans coming out and, you know, I got my new Jordan-ass jeans, I was like, South Africa must be free. <laughs> you know, boycott Sun City. I was like, I was like you 14 at the kid, time. Uh-huh. I, was, I was that guy. Uh-huh. And so... Kamala had other friends who were journalists and they kind of really schooled me on how to how to create my narratives mm-hmm. and that not only just in writing but just in life because if I'm talking about South Africa must be free I, I'm gonna have an argument right. someplace right. so I need to know what I'm talking about so and that they put me in a different program that was in San Francisco it was a it was kind of like a news service, kind of like a UPI or AP. Mm, okay. It was called Pacific News Service. Okay. And uh, her name was Sandy Close. Uh, she was the one that ran it. And they had a youth division because mm. youth news in the 80s was the thing at the time. You mm-hmm. know, Linda Ellerby and all that. Mm-hmm. So there was a thing called Pacific Youth Press. And it was a group of us from all over the Bay Area. And we wrote like op-eds, what we now oh, know wow. as op-eds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, high school and 
you know, and I, of course I wrote, I had to tone it down. Uh-huh. And so I wrote like sex in the media. Mm-hmm. And so I was about as toned down as I could get at the uh-huh. time. But to hear it coming out of the mouth of a 15 year old is like, people are like, what? Mm-hmm. So they had a contest. Whoever wins gets to go on TV. So I'm thinking, okay, I'll just write this and I'll probably be on, you know, whatever the local, you know, channel two in the Bay area. And no, it was to NBC. Oh, and uh, I, I won me and a person from Hayward, and we won and went to, uh, they, they had a show called um, Main Street, mm-hmm. hosted by Brian Gumble. He was still on NBC at the time. And we went, they flew me down to Burbank, and they took my little essay, and they turned uh-huh. it into a script. And, hi, I'm Alvin Sam. I'm 15 <laughs> years old, and I'm from Oakland, California. And I had to do the whole thing. Uh-huh. And just to see that it really took me out. I was like, oh, my God, I got to do this. And then from there, I went to, Youth News for NPR. Okay. And then you know, I kind of moved. That was before I even graduated from high school. And so I was like, okay. And then when I was in college, went to college at Long Beach State and went to KLON, um, mm-hmm. which was a NPR station at the time. And that's how I got the radio bug. And then at that point, I um, interned over at, well, now it's called Real 92.3. Mm-hmm. But back then it was called 92.3 The Beat in mm-hmm. L.A. Mm-hmm. And I really caught the bug at that point yeah and i was like and i was i was doing my major which was economics and i was like this is not the business right here i'm working in the office of management and budget uh-huh. and i'm done i'm uh-huh. done <laughs> so by this point my mom had moved from the, from the bay area to sacramento and it was like hey why don't you try that radio thing you always wanted to try okay and i said you know i'll do that i was like 25 26 years old and i was like why not? So, and why would you want to leave LA? Why? Right. right. Why? And 92.3 The Beat. Yes, but it, it was like a three month internship. Oh, okay. You know, right. I was passing out t shirts. That was my station. Got, on, right got on the radio for, got on the, in the, I was in the studio for a couple of times, you mm-hmm. know, taking requests. But I really got to see the vibe. Mm-hmm. And so I encouraged everybody to do an internship at a radio station. Doesn't matter what the radio station is, doesn't matter what the music is, what we did see what it takes, by the time Miss Wanda speaks, there's a ton, a whole team of people that's already done the research, that's done fact-checking, that's done promotions, that's done all of this. By the time you hear it on the speaker, mm-hmm. it's, it's a finished product. Yeah. And that part really excited me. So mm-hmm. that's why I, I came home. I came to Sacramento. And uh, the, first, the first thing I did was go to, uh, well, I don't know if I can even say the name of the other station. You can. You oh, can. okay. I went to 102.5 KSFM, uh-huh. and uh, I, I said, I want to be on the radio. <laughs> and, of course, the guy's like, sure, you want to be on the radio. And I was like, no, I'm serious. He said, well, we'll show up Monday, you know, and he's doing his shift, 2 uh-huh. to 6 p.m. Uh-huh. And I showed up there at 135, and he was like, damn. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and then, Are you serious? I did, he, he, he really is serious, uh-huh. right? And, you know, and the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah. You know, it got, got me a weekend gig. And, uh-huh. of course, they put me, like, Sunday morning, 2 a.m. to 7 a.m. <laughs> so I won't tear up the station or set the station on fire. I remember those days. And, um, you know, <laughs> and that's where I met Ebro. Yeah. And um, and then I, I got to meet while I was interning all the other, Davey D and yeah. Trey Ho. And, you know, and they really helped shape me on what it took to be an on-air personality mm-hmm. or like we call it in the industry jocks mm-hmm. and um and i really got to hone my personality and hone my style and and 
out to where it is today. Yeah. And so yeah. It, it's, it's been a great ride. It's been a great ride. What an interesting just start to the whole thing. Uh, it actually starting with writing and mm-hmm. then kind of transitioning over to actually being on air because you got to see all of the different areas, which I think that was one of the most exciting things for me yeah. is to see. I loved, I started in promotions. Yeah. That was like my favorite thing to get out and to meet the listeners and hear what they had to say and, you know, and, um, you know, just kind of have dialogue with the community. It's it's yeah. that thing. So, and you have no idea that it really is all of it. Really is marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all marketing. You're, yeah. you're you're either promoting the station, or you're promoting the event, or you're promoting what your show, mm-hmm. or your, whatever. You're always going to be you're always bigging up something. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I didn't realize how easy it was because I'm thinking. Oh, marketing! You gotta have right. charts and right. No, 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 just say this is what it is, and you believe in it. Right, and boom, bam. Right, and, uh, and that's like, oh, I could do that. That's cool. Okay, and so that's how that's how I really got involved. That's so cool. So fast forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're you're doing your thing. You were at 1025 for what, like 10, 12 years? Oh gosh. Like from 97 to 2010. Okay. So that was, you had a long stretch there. Yes. Making your impact in the community. And then all of a sudden I started seeing you on TV. Yes. How did that transition happen? So I was always, um, I, when I got to Sacramento, I became friends with Marcus Allen. Mm-hmm. And and I had no desire to want to do TV, nothing. And he was like, you know, and, you know, he's the guy that he he learned, he knows everybody mm-hmm. in town. And so I, I guess I just learned from him how, yeah. to, how to meet, how to make your connections. Yeah. I mean, a lot That's of it important. is because, if it, because the station at the time was popular and everybody wanted to be a part. They didn't want to just listen to it, but they wanted to be a part of the experience yeah. of being there and seeing. We loved being out in the street. We loved meeting people. We loved when people called in. Mm-hmm. And that's that was part of the appeal for them and also for me. But Mark kind of showed me how to nurture those relationships you make. Mm-hmm. You know, you, yeah, you may not be able to, you may not be able to, talk to them or need for them or sell something to them at that moment. But maybe two years from now, you still call in or stop at their business or whatever. And just like, Hey, I'm a little hungry. I'm going to get something to eat. I think I'll go over down the road, down the road to this restaurant X. Mm -hmm. And, and they, they have something going and I'm like, and you just, you basically, you basically watering the plants Mm -hmm. as it were, you Mm -hmm. know, you're just keeping that relationship going and moving. And even if you don't have anything to, to talk to sell them or talk to them about, just want to say hey, and that's that's good enough. Mm-hmm. And um and then you know by the time you get to a place where you want to talk to them for, about something, then now they're willing to listen because they form that relationship with yeah. you. Yeah. And so Mark really showed me how he he, he led by example of how that works. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I'm like, well, only a fool would not want to follow that. So right. I I just start making my connections mm-hmm. and then you you learn about different community events and different things that happen and that's how that's how everything happened from I met someone who knew another person mm-hmm. who did this yeah and I stayed consistent with that and yeah. you know it's, it's it's that's the biggest lesson I learned from Mark but that's how I got on TV because I would do lots of different skits and things mm-hmm. with Mark and then eventually I got on he did a he reviews mov- movies and TV shows so there was a movie and TV show called Mark of the Movies, mm-hmm. and uh, which he now has a new show called Extra Butter, mm-hmm. and and they reviewing movies. And so I 
So now I'm a movie reviewer. Yeah. You know, because I had to go to the movie yeah. and see the movie and get my take on the movie. Yeah. And But my take was a little bit different than the average Roger Ebert, you uh -huh. know, and I was like, uh, is it worth my money to go? Right. You know, that's the thing. I'm like, okay, that's a cool movie, but is it worth me paying my twelve fifty to go see this and pay my popcorn and get yeah. the soda and now I'm coughing up thirty bucks to come and see this thing. Is and people want to hear that honest type of review versus yeah. the studio review, if you will. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, such and such gave a great performance as blah blah blah. You yeah. know, people yeah. want to hear the real. They want to hear the real, and yeah. so uh, that I just gave my take, and and it just ended up taking off from there. So yeah. Um. It, so I, I really have to, I really give Marcus Allen all the credit for that. You make a really good point about relationship building. It is about networking and relationship building and nurturing those relationships because you never know, fam, and I'm just telling you all this, is that you never know who you'll know that you'll need later on down the line or that they may need you and they may remember you from something because you had a conversation or something and tap you for this job, this promotion, this, you know, contract or whatever it is. So it's not just about meeting people and passing cards. It's yes. about really developing that relationship. Yeah. I think that's super it important. May, it may take a little extra time because now you're most, I feel like I'm doing a master class. This is <laughs> kind of weird. Um, but the biggest thing that you have, your most valuable asset yeah. is your time. Yeah. It's not your money. It's not any of that, you, you know, it's your time and your ability to be there in support. Yeah. Uh, doesn't have to be buying a product or just, just being there and just being the cheerleader. Yeah. If you have that, then that that is so powerful because mm -hmm. that means that person has support now. Right. You are a support person. Right. And that is so critical out here. Absolutely. So I want to keep fast forwarding because I'm trying to get to a certain place. Sure. So 102.5. And just like radio, which people don't realize, is that radio, you can go to work today and not have a job by the end of the day. Yeah. Like you'll come in yeah. and be like, oh, we're changing formats. All of you guys are gone. So, yeah. I, and that wasn't the case at 1025. You just decided to transition, or I know there were some things that were happening um, that were, we were making some transitions at the time. So, yeah. did yeah. you. Did you find yourself saying, I want to leave, or was it the standard radio Well, thing? that time was, um, I w it was like they just literally had budget cuts. They wanted to go in a different direction and save money. So they wanted to save money with my salary. Yeah. And they say, hey, we want to go in a different direction, and, and I was gone. And so it was for about a year. And so I did my normal jobs and, you know, until, until you know, to pay the mortgage and pay the bills or whatever. Uh-huh. And one of the weirdest jobs I had was I was doing customer service for Sherry's Berries. Oh, my goodness. So I was the guy like, hello, I'm Alvin. Welcome to Sherry's Berries. How can I help you today? And so people would call up and be like, wait a minute. Who are you? I'm Alvin. Right? Would you like a platter today? Right? <laughs> right. But right? they're like, I know this voice. I know. It sounds so, you know, and so they, and so one of the employees would, who worked next to me uh -huh. were like, Hmm. And then he tried to co-bust me, uh -huh. right? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> I, I said, I said something in some weird, uh -huh. weird voice, uh -huh. um, like, I do not know what you are seeing. <laughs> who is this owl? Who, who are you? Who are you? Right? And so he's like, what? I, I, so at least to get him off me, right, right, right. But you know, but at the end, I told him, yeah, I'm big owl, <laughs> right? But it was those. It was those things you have a lot of, you gain a lot of skills doing radio. 
You got to pivot. You got to know how to pivot. Yes, you must know how to pivot. So that helped me. In two, and then, then at that after that point, I got the job at V101. Yeah. And uh, and then the, the rest was history from there. And But because of my relationships at 102, mm-hmm. they just came on over to 101. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, you over here. Well, we want to do this. We want to do mm-hmm. that. I said, come on in. Yeah. And, and just as long as you're willing to listen to it mm-hmm. and, and consider it, mm-hmm. that's all they really want. Yeah. And to try to find a way to make it work, um, the the our marketing director at the time, he was trying to say, listen, you know, let's try to go for the bigger things. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, let's go for the bigger things, you know, American Breast, Breast Cancer Society, yeah. Diabetes Society. I did all that. But how about this right here, the Black Youth Leadership Project? Yeah. How about that? And, mm-hmm. and all it takes is to me showing up and, and going bowling. Yeah. With that. I mean, I, cool. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Yeah. And again, time is your most important asset. And just to show your support, because you're the only representation of the radio station that they see. Yeah. When you're, when Ms. Wanda, you're out there, they're like, oh, yeah, now you said Right, right. And so they're ready to, they're ready to talk and they're ready to, to deal or do whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and if they want to advertise or whatever, then you, you have the connect. You have the access. Yeah. That's the second thing. Yeah. The time and the access. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, Again, this this masterclass stuff. I'm sorry. No, no, you're but, all good. You're all good. Yeah, but it, but it's it's so important. It's yeah. so important. So I was fast forwarding us to you landed your job. Yes. At at V, yes. you're doing your thing. You're working. You're doing your thing. And then one day, life totally just flipped. Like the script yes. was completely flipped for you. Yes. And we didn't have any Big Al on the radio for months. Yes. Tell us what happened. Okay, I'll do my fast thumbnail sketch version. So. If you look on your phone, your your laptop, your computer, look up the word words necrotizing fasciitis. That's what happened to me. Necrotizing fasciitis. And if you like, I ain't buy no computer. <laughs> just say it was a flesh eating virus. Mm-hmm. That's about as plain as I can explain it mm-hmm. that people can understand right away. But it was way more complicated than that. It was a flesh-eating virus on steroids mm. that drink HGH. Mm. It's it's really powerful. And it really jacked me up. And uh, I was in a coma for a month. I had strokes on both sides of my brain. Mm. And I, you know, I couldn't walk. I was atrophied. I mean, when you, when you come out of a coma, everything atrophies in your body. You You just can't. Well, let me, can I just back you up for a second? Sure. Was there, did you, was there like, oh, I got something on my leg? Because when you say necrophizing, necrotizing fasciitis, fasciitis. I'm thinking there's some lesion on your skin. Well, yeah, that's how it started. Okay, okay. So it was, it was, I had a boil on the back of my leg, Mm -hmm. almost like a Dr. Pimple Popper type thing. Okay, all right. And when the doctor went to go lance the boil, you know, pop the pimple um a lot of it came out but some of it went back in okay. to my bloodstream okay and that's what started the process of me being missing from the station because i literally was like the last thing i remembered was stat 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 mm. which means like it's, it's going down <laughs> help, <laughs> it's, right help. yeah and um and i woke up i mean that was like january 10th mm-hmm. and i woke up Super Bowl Sunday. Wow. 
That's like I'm, Feb. That's like a month later. And I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah, it was like I think it was Broncos and Panthers who were playing the Super Bowl. I'm looking like, how did Cam Newton get there? Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. And and outside of that, I didn't know who I was, what planet I was from. I knew my mama, mm-hmm. and I knew my little four year old nephew Giovanni, but I didn't know anybody else. I didn't know my brother. I didn't know mm-hmm. what planet I was on. I didn't know what what city I was in. It was it was crazy, and in case people are asking, yeah, I remember having dreams in my coma, and that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But it it took it was a long road to recovery because I had every type of therapy you could imagine. It mm. was you know the physical therapy, the the speech therapy, you know the uh, occupational therapy. Like that mean like can you take your di- your 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 detergent and put it in the washing machine, mm. you know, those type of things. And I, I had, everything was weak yeah. and I, I had no use of nothing. And I went from in a wheelchair cause I couldn't move my legs. I had to get help to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It was that crazy. And then up to being able to walk, <laughs> that was the small victories literally made me cry when I achieved those small victories. And you really put you in perspective of life. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you, I mean, I had a good perspective of life because I would see people my age pass away, mm-hmm. you know, from crazy things. And then it happened to me and I cheated death or, you know, I, my homeboy said, I bitch slapped death in the face. <laughs> right. Uh, I said, thank it you. It wasn't your Th- time. Thank you, Rico. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, it, it wasn't my time. And so to, to see that, come to fruition it, it was it, it was it was amazing it took a lot i still go through therapies and mm-hmm. things like that but the mm-hmm. fact that i'm able to be out there yeah. and still do my thing is is amazing i just thank god the for fact it. that you're sitting here now yeah able to recall because your memory yes. was affected able to recall when yes. you started and all those things to have your language normal all of that that is a miracle Yes. That is a miracle. And, and okay. I started to go somewhere. <laughs> well, <but I'm, laughs> tell him, sister, tell him. <laughs> but I'm just so, I mean, when we have devastating circumstances happen, and some, and we don't know, we don't know when things are going to happen, how things are going to happen. It's, you know, we think about the mindset. And you have to have a mindset, not saying that your mind is the only thing that will heal you, but having a mindset of healing, of fighting, of wanting, like, what was your, because you didn't have any memories. No. So you had to, that all had to just kind of come back naturally. You had to work towards that. It had to come back. And I had to also have to fight to come back because I've had people who, who just didn't continue yeah and they're still in that hole that they're yeah. at yeah so i had to fight i then thank god for a praying mama yes and a mama who knows her son mm. because i'm the guy who looks six steps forward mm-hmm. i want to do this it may not be today but five years from now i want to do that so she put those things in front of me yeah. and forced me to remember things mm. even after the therapist had already gone home. Yeah. And she put those, she made me remember my name and my social and my birthday and, mm. you know, all the time. And then eventually I was able to remember, you know, 
all my bank account information, uh-huh. you know, so they can pay my bills, right. but they start taking my car away, you right? know? And so all that. So it was, you know, fortunately wow. I had I had direct deposit and I had all this stuff. So she was like, oh, praise Jesus, he's a smart man. You yes. Know? So they paid everything off and, you know, it's, it's, it's so I learned about power of attorney now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to, in case something happens, you got to be able to, have, my mom went through all kinds of hell and high water just to access my bank accounts and mm, to talk to, yeah. To talk to you know, to talk to uh, HR. Yeah, you know it was that when they found out what happened to me, they were like, "Shut it down." They directed me to HR in. So iHeartRadio has uh-huh. their their base in New York, uh-huh. but the real deal Holyfield uh-huh. place is San Antonio, Texas. Oh, so they told your mama call San Antonio right they, now. They no, they routed her straight to San Antonio. Oh wow! So it wasn't just the HR person at the radio station. Uh-huh. It was like the lady who ran San Antonio was like, mm-hmm. look, don't tell nobody nothing. Don't say nothing. If you say anything, you fired. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, you know, because it's HIPAA laws yeah, and yeah. all these things you can't really you know, disclose. So it, it was it was really so they helped me. They they let look, we'll take care of you. Don't you just you just work on healing. Mm-hmm. And so that made things easier for me to do my therapies and. To do my wow. stuff and and so to be able to drive and having a mama though oh my god that advocated having a family member that yeah. would advocate for you is yeah. so important yeah. in times like that yeah and you have to be able to I mean you know have your stuff in order and let someone know where it is too and yes. and the reason I'm saying that and that's touching a nerve today is because I was reading about Chadwick Boseman's wife yes, yesterday yes yes and how he he has along no with will. Prince along with all these other people celebrities have no not only have no will so I'm like Prince okay maybe but Chadwick you were sick yeah how come you didn't have a will you knew right. it was going to go down. Right. You got to take care of that. Black people, let me tell you something. We are the worst at this. Right. We right. don't want to bequeath nothing to nobody. Right. You better bequeath something to somebody and have it done in a legal document right. so the person don't have to worry about it. You don't want your, your, your in my case, my mama or your wife or mm-hmm. your, your younger brother or your sister to worry about anything, right? The, ins- the, the insurance is paid, mm-hmm. the home is paid. You, you, I mean, that's a lot of stuff you got to deal with after you're yeah. gone. Yeah, that's so selfish. Yeah. So it, it's it's a, I, I I that that shook me. I had to go get my stuff in order. Yeah. I had to get I get everything in order. Yeah. And um, it's just and it's not pretty. It's not nice. No, when no, I did my no. estate plan, I don't want to talk about how I wanted to be, uh, you know ventilated or any of that kind of stuff or what happens if I, you know, can't act for myself. I didn't want to make those decisions, but I had to because it's only fair to my family. Yes. Call your lawyer, get you some legal shield, do something, something. legal zoom, something and get those things in order. You don't you don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah. But when it does happen, you know that things are in place. And that's the, that was the biggest lesson for me. Yeah. So I had to get that stuff pulled together, and and it was, it was painful because mm-hmm. I'm I'm coming back to work. Hey, I'm here, right? And then go back and do, but it was it was so worth it. Yeah. In in the long run. Yeah. And the whole thing with Prince really set me off <sighs> with that too. Um, get yeah. me started. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, you know, right. you did you did all that stuff to make sure that nobody else 
goes through the same record right. label crap that you went through, President, you're not going to take that with your, what, you. It's your estate. Right. But yeah, it's, it's, I'm telling you, that, that's been my big thing when I came back. I was specifically talking to black folk, yeah. African Americans. Yes. Get your stuff together. Thank you. It's so important. Thank you. It's so important. Ooh, I'm having a wonderful conversation with my brother, <laughs> Big Al, also known as Alvin Sam. Yes. <laughs> uh, but we are having a wonderful conversation. Keep it right here, family. This is Full Circle. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? Drop us a line at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. And she is back, empowering you with knowledge and wisdom. This is Full Circle with Miss Wanda. Sometimes I get a little excited doing this thing that I love so much. We're back. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda, having a wonderful conversation with my guest, Alvin Sams. You also know him as Big Al. And, and I'm sorry. I, I had Miss Wanda talk a little bit earlier. That was We were just talking off here. Sorry. No worries, because that you know they know that the show has lots of context between uh, commercials, yes, right? Yes. So, yes, we're just catching up again. Uh, you know, I have to tell you, so... I met Al at 102.5. You guys all know that I work there. And I just have to tell you this story, Al, because you never knew this, and I don't know why okay. you would know, but okay. it, it, it's more about me than you. Okay. I just, just kind of putting that out there. Sure. But I was, you know, when you're doing what you love to do is kind of the point of the story, is you would do anything for your talent or for your passion. So I would be, I was working at a job, and everyone at the job knew that I loved radio. So when B or Tony would call and say, Al's not, you know, Al's not going to be in today. Can you come in? And this was like, I was already at work. I'd be like, okay, cool. Give me 30 minutes. I'll be there. And I would, I had a boss and I'd be like, I'm going to leave for the rest of the day. I'm going to do radio. I'll see you tomorrow. And he's like, okay. When you love what you, what you're doing, you make any and every sacrifice for what you love is my point. So is the B, is that stand for BK? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> BK, for between us, is our old program director, Byron uh, Kennedy. Uh-huh. So big shout to BK. Yes, yes. So when B used to call and be like, Tony, I mean, not Tony, um, Al's not coming in. Can you do midday? A- absolutely. I'll be there in 30 minutes. And I was fortunate enough and blessed to have the job that I had at the time that my manager knew. Because th- at that point, there was nothing I would do to let, there was nothing I would let stand in my way of pursuing that goal. Mm. And so I hear from you that, you know, again, that passion that you have that not just for radio itself or for broadcasting, but for community. Yes. And so you've been working in the community and we've talked about how you have had to come back from this, this life changing event. And so, you know, you were in a coma you, you know, had to fight your way back to being who you are. And yes. it wasn't a, an easy process. It, it took months. How long did it take before you actually were able to get back on the air and start to feel, not just on the air, but start to feel like yourself again? Well, um, uh, January 10th of 2016 is when I was missing. Uh-huh. And then I came back to work sick with a mile 2016. Wow. And, and then... When I actually felt comfortable mm-hmm. was probably a month after that. So probably like say um, mid June, mm-hmm. I felt like really like okay, I'm I'm talking because I came in like blast Jesus is Lord. The whole, <laughs> right, I was right. I was like look I'm here I'm healed right. And I had every atheist, every Scientologist, every. <laughs> 
calling me up mad, just mad. That's and I'm right. like, hey, sending me pamphlets. Come to this meeting. I think uh-uh. that's a hoax. I'm like, let me call it a hoax if you want to. Right. But let me tell you something. That's, right? a, that's for me and my house. Right, right. right. Tommy Goss would be so proud of me. Tommy Goss would be so proud of me. But yeah, it's about, about mid June 2016, I got yeah. really comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And so, what did life look for you after that? Where, like, I would imagine that there still was some kind of trepidation just in every, like, you, because now you, you face the biggest uncertainty of your life. Mm-hmm. What did life look like looking, moving forward? It was, it was that attitude of, I don't give a F. Mm hmm. Basically, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I would still be gaining these small memories of these small victories of things that happened mm-hmm. that I couldn't do in the hospital, I couldn't do in the rehab center, but I could do now. Like, like walking without the walker to go get the mail, mm-hmm. and I got to the mailbox and I cried. Mm-hmm. I just bawled crying because I'm like, oh my god, I I made it. Yeah, but without anybody's help. But I didn't anybody watching me to make sure I didn't fall mm-hmm. to, you know, or or the day that I did physical therapy. Because even when I was home at work, I was still having home therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, people would come to my house and we would do things. And, you know, it was those when I accomplished those things or I passed that speech therapy test or they I, I was still, in a, in a, in a, I, I was still grieving for my loss. Sure. And and also, uh, thank you, a big, big, big thank you to my pastor, uh, Bishop Parno Lovelace All of right. Center of Praise. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he obviously he's the bishop. He can't be there every right, day, right, you know. Right. But he came right at the moment that I really needed him, mm-hmm. and I mean, he was one. He was there maybe the day after I woke up, mm-hmm. and you know. But he was. He would always call. And or come by and visit the house, or give me a little bit of encouragement, mm-hmm. and and that I can keep going. Yeah, because he would hear me on the radio. Because I, I, when I get back, I did afternoons. Okay, and so you know they were trying to ease me back in, mm-hmm. and and that's when I got back on TV again. So mm-hmm. it was like I'm on the air now. I'm hosting the concert. Now I'm hosting the club. Right. Now I'm going to the Crocker Art Museum. Now I'm doing, now I have, they start piling stuff on me. Yeah. Because they thought you were back fully. They're like, Big Al's back? Oh right. my God, we got to have, you know. Yeah. And, you know, it was, everybody was celebrating. And then when I got on TV, I was, I was, when I started doing TV, I did the movie review stuff again, mm-hmm. but for Fox 40. And um, I did that for a while. And then my man, my man, 50 Grand, uh, Gary Gelfand, mm-hmm. you know, he, he he got sick himself yeah. that that December of of sixteen, mm-hmm. and then I came on in sub form, mm-hmm. but it kept going week after week after week, mm-hmm. and so by this time I'm like, I'm telling my boss like, boss, um, I'm I gotta do this and I gotta go and go right to the on air, and they were like, okay, we gotta work this thing out. So normally the last thing a media company wants is for you to go to another media company right. and do something for them. Right. So they were like, okay, we got to work this thing out. So they worked out an agreement between iHeart and Fox 40 to have me do both mm-hmm. because I'm going, I'm, I'm going on my own heart because I, I love Gary Gelfand. Yeah, yeah. So like whatever. And he was going through his, 
his cancer, his, mm-hmm. his diagnosis. And, you know, so whatever he can do, I, I want to help. Yeah. Um, whatever he's been, I, I know what it felt like yeah. to, to lose it all and to get it back. Get, and, and so I'm like, whatever he needs, I'm there. And so my bosses were like, no, 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 no. We're going to save you from yourself, brother Al. Mm-hmm. We're going to sign this thing and then you get to go and do mm-hmm. this. And, and you know, trying to find the show was getting kind of flux. The co-hosts wanted to leave and they had guest people come on and and I got thrown into it. I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know all the TV. I didn't know what an SOT was. I didn't yeah. know sound the tape. So what does that mean? So I, I just talk until the, the thing come on and say, have a look. And yeah. I was doing that. So <laughs> it was an adventure, uh-huh. but it was the best time, the best time. And we, we were winning. Yeah. And, and in the ratings, and we did very well. So I, I always believed in leaving things better than it was when I first got it. Good. Yeah. And so, and then when Gary came back, I was like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. You, you, you got it, brother. You got yeah. it. Because it's his show. Right. You know, so I, I, I don't, you know, hopefully that would have led to another opportunity for me. Yeah. Someplace else. But I was so happy to do that. So it, you're it, moving along. Yep. Doing your thing. V, Fox 40, out in the community. January 2020 hits and mm. not, you know, we hadn't even thought about COVID yet. We're just like, oh, 2020, the year of clear vision. You know, remember everybody was like, oh, 2020. Oh, everybody was ready. It, yeah. Everybody yeah. was ready. And you were ready too. And then, as we mentioned earlier, how broadcast companies do, well, eh, we're going to go in a different direction. Let me let me back up. So I was negotiating my contract. Oh, okay. Before January. And trying to, you know, sign up for, you know, trying to jump ahead. And they, it just it was stalemate after stalemate after stalemate. And I'm like, you know, I'm not the highest paid guy right. in town. And I'm just asking for, you know, I ain't asking for triple you asking triple for my, your, your fair share? Yeah, I'm not asking to triple my salary. I'm just like, dude, can I, can I live? Can right. I tell my, do I need a side hustle? Do right. we need to start driving for Uber or something? What right. do you want me to do? And they just wouldn't budge. And that's when I realized, oh, God, right? This is not just my situation, but this is where radio is going. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, gosh. So I just cut it off and, and started preparing. And mm. so I started building my studio that November of 2019. And I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what I was doing. I just know I had to do something for myself. And then January happened, and they had the major purge all across the country. Yeah, and it was and it was me and a couple other couple other big guys. You know, Paul Robbins, mm-hmm. and you know they they were, we were all let go mm-hmm. from our respective stations. And the reason why, you know, I I don't want to reveal my two and two is four because yeah. it talks about something even more dire mm-hmm. for for radio as a nationwide entity mm-hmm. but um so i i was without i was without a job mm-hmm. and the coolest thing was so many people in the community said look i wish i could hire you for this but we have this project happening would love for you to be a part of it mm-hmm. and i said sure hey i got more time now right right so cool let's do it and then i was okay applying for other gigs and then and then COVID hit. So I was already in consulting for different um, 
community groups on how to market themselves mm-hmm. and how to use social media and, and social media can be your friend if it's done right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not, not realizing that everybody else was doing that. Yeah. But I was just helping them get ahead of the game. And, and really God was preparing you. Yeah. For what was come, what was to come next. And on top of that, I was doing public speaking because of what, what happened to me mm-hmm. and coming out and, and being where I am. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of churches were like, listen, we want to talk about the power of healing. Yeah. Would you give your testimony and talk about that? And I said, sure. Mm-hmm. So basically, I just started creating like a thumbnail sketch of what happened to me and the mm-hmm. most important points and how did I how did I start my healing process? Yeah. And and it was it was as I, I was doing it at like I, it was my, I did it at 12 different churches. Wow. And I would have, I would come in with my, sh- my sh- I would wear my shorts uh-huh. so you can see my scars on uh-huh. my leg. Uh-huh. And you can see everything. I'm not making this up. This, yeah. this is real. This is recent. And, um, you know, so that was before I was let go. And um, I went I went to the Martin Luther King March. And big up to Sam Starks, Martin Luther King March. Uh, it's <laughs> the March for the Dream. He got on there and told everybody what happened to me? Oh my goodness! Everybody, but he, but he did it like, you know, Big Al. He did this, and you know what they did to him? Oh. You know what they did to him? And he looked. And he turned and looked at me like, should I tell him? I'm like, I'm like, well, you had already put it out. Oh, you already did have it. You might as well tell him. <laughs> so nobody even at the time, not uh-huh. the other, not the competing stations, uh-huh. nobody didn't even know. And uh, <laughs> so we're gonna do something when things open up, and it was beautiful. It was uh-huh. beautiful. So that's. That's what that's what helped me, you know, realize my worth. Mm, it helped to know that because you can easily you can easily get into a dark place. Mm-hmm. You can easily like, God, you know. And as I'm compiling my resume, mm-hmm. you realize like, I did all that. Mm-hmm. I really did all that. And you, would, I'm not sure if you ever guys ever get Facebook memories of things you did mm-hmm. six years ago, seven years ago. Yeah, I'm like. Oh my God, I did that too. So I'm collecting pictures and collecting yeah. video uh-huh. and making my resume. Now my resume got a ton of links on it. Uh-huh. So people can just click on it and say, <laughs> he did a lot. This yeah. guy did a whole lot. Yeah. And it was, and so it really helps you to know. Yeah. And the the most amazing thing I had happen to me was I was, this is before COVID hit. Uh, we were, I was at Liaison Lounge um, right there on Alta Arden. Mm-hmm. And this guy came in, he's, he he's an editor for video, and he said, "Al, you don't remember me, but this is he, he mentioned this happened in like 2006." Uh-huh. And he said, "He said I want to do video editing, and I want to help community people and, mm. and and improve their lives, improve their their businesses, and you know make a little money for me on the side too." Yeah, and I said, "You should go for it." Mm-hmm. I used to work at a YMCA. And community community people, community leaders, they need that help. It may not be the budget that you're looking for, yeah. but they'll give you whatever they can give you because they know your worth. Mm-hmm. They just can't physically afford it. Yeah. But that's why I said, make sure you ask for this and make sure you ask for, you know, in-kind donation. Sure. Uh, and you can still get your tax write-off and mm-hmm. all that. And he's, he told me, he said, now... He has three locations. Oh wow! You know he's he's married. He's got four kids, and I'm like, you've been putting in work since 2006. Golly, uh-huh. you know. And so he's 
he said, dude, I, I just got to say thank you, Calvary, because you're the only one that believed that I can do it. Mm, that's so good. And that really hit me when, you know, your pastor probably says, the power of life and death is in your tongue. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It's truth, yeah. Because as many times you tell somebody that your music is whack and somebody tells you that your artwork ain't going to sell and you tell them that your singing is garbage, how about saying, hey, I like that, but if you can correct this, yeah. if you can get somebody who could produce you to create this echo mm-hmm. on your track, then, and then let me hear it after that's done, then I can get your vision. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that helps. And, you know, I, I it really, it, it's really instrumental. If you're in a position, not necessarily of authority, but of, of, just any type people of look up to you. Yeah. You know, it, it's really, you really have to watch what you say. You That's really so got to watch what you say. That is so good. I'm so glad you said that because so many times I have been out in the community and, and hearing people just that were in authority just speak negatively about the people around them. And yeah. it just, it really does something. And it does something to you as a, le- it's got to, there's got to be more going on inside. And yeah, know? And, and I know the reality is they could be a pain in the ass. Yeah. I, 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 I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. But to lead off with, you know, you're a pain in the ass. Right, right. You can, if you say, listen, maybe you can get farther if you do thus and so. Right. Once you try that and then see how that works. Right. If you're not trying to correct your brother man mm-hmm. or your sister, what are you doing? Yeah. You know what, what? What? Why are you even here? Yeah, you just you're wasting time and space. Absolutely. If you don't, if you don't want to now, this whole these whole movements, I will never talk bad about my brother. Well, you should have been doing that in 2012, right? You know, you should have been doing that when Obama was in office. Mm-hmm. You should have been doing that back then, right? Don't wait until now somebody else is in office and they're not giving you what you want right. and you're upset. No, do it. You know, celebrate God. When you when you get something, when yeah. you achieve it, mm-hmm. but you know, don't wait till you know it's don't all wait bad. Till the big thing. Yeah, don't wait don't... till it's all bad, right. and then then you, God ain't answering me. No, he. What happened to you in 2000, 2008? Right. What happened? You yeah. know. Yeah. I'm I, I'm no I'm mixing things up, but just just whatever comes out your mouth is so powerful. Mm, that's good, especially in positions of leadership. That's so good. One of the things that is powerful that you said that. Uh, really, I wanted to make sure that we focused on for a moment mm-hmm. is you said, you know, your worth. Yes. And I think that's a big thing for people. And especially in times like this, where we have to pivot, like we're losing jobs, things that are happening around us, even on the uh, social justice front, right? Um, people can start to doubt their worth. Yes. And, and operate and act in a way that shows that they don't, either value themselves or they aren't sure what their value is or what their place is in the world. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. so true. I mean, when you, you are your own brand mm-hmm. and it, I'm, I'm sure this is not the first time you heard this from someone on this radio station, but you yourself are your own, you're your own brand. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can do so many things based on who you are and not only as a person, but, as a person in society mm-hmm. and what you can offer and what you can offer, you can get paid doing it. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, you may still be finding every angle, but if you can have one big angle mm-hmm. 
and start with that and maybe you can monetize that that's that's awesome then you can build other things on top of it yeah and that's the thing that i've you know in my discovery you know being kept in the house because of covid right you know i'm learning like wow the stuff i took for granted i did that oh my gosh and and, and you see the pictures and the video Mm -hmm. and it brings up the memories and i'm telling you you are more important than you think you know Mm. than you think you are Mm -hmm. if you if you can just find that one spot and and find a way to meet the public's need that's the most important that's that's the biggest thing yeah um it it could be a really powerful journey for you yeah so then when things get back to some level of normalcy Mm -hmm. i'll never i will never say it's the new normal if that means it's it's the way it was it would never be the way it was Mm -mm. but if you can adapt and evolve in this new reality you're winning yeah you're winning yeah Man, family, I don't know about you, but I need this conversation myself. I'm so happy to have uh, Big Al in the studio with me, also known as Alvin Sams. I want to give you your props. Um, But we are having a wonderful conversation, family. Keep it right here. When we come back, I want to know what's next for Big Al. So keep it right here. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Ms. Wanda. We'll be right back after this. It's not just talk when you put it into action. Empowering women through conversation with Ms. Wanda. We are back. Thank you so much for staying with the program. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda, having a wonderful conversation with my guest, Alvin Sams. You may also know him as Big Al, man about town. You've seen him on the TV. You've heard him on the radio. Now he is here in the Full Circle studio sharing not only his testimony, but just little nuggets like family. If you've been listening from the beginning, like Al's been dropping some gems on us. So just know <laughs> that uh, we've got some wisdom in the building and and I am soaking it all in. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to give us a call at 916-921-5333. That's 916-921-5333. So, Al, we talked about you've pivoted once again. Yes. And so now you are finding yourself in a space where you're open, you're free. You're free to do whatever. You have yeah. uh, left V101 and now you're in a space of discovery. What's what's next? What do you see on the horizon? You said you're a person that looks six, seven steps ahead. What's on the horizon? What's what's happening for you next? Well, um, so my studio is already built now. Okay. And um, so I've been doing lots of voice work so far good. and uh, that's that's been good, but now I want to, open up so they get my podcast off the ground and mm-hmm. my, but I'm doing, I want to do a visual one. So I'm have, have cameras and all that oh, stuff okay. in the studio lined up and want to interview people and just find out what's, what they're doing in 2020. What's going on here? Yeah. What, are you planning for 2021? Yeah. I mean, what do you have planned? And I, I see so many people on social media pivoting and evolving and changing, mm-hmm. um, obviously to meet the need of what's going on now, mm-hmm. but th- it looks like they're going to make a permanent change. So I'm like, this is awesome. I want to capture that moment. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and catch that at the ground level. So I so I want to get that. So I'm going to create my 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 in-studio with Big Al Yay. and get that going. Yes. So that's going to happen pretty soon. Yes. And uh, so it's it, so that, and still doing the cons- consulting okay. for media. And uh, that helps a lot as well. All right, let's take this phone call. Sure. One of your admirers, Uh-oh. I'm sure. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ninety-seven five. Hello. Doing today. 
Fine. How are you? Oh, I'm really good, Wanda. Big Al, I know what's in your future. Oh, you do? <laughs> you do? Yes, I do, and that's blowing people up on thugs on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Thug life on Facebook. Yes, yes. It's a little video game. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I just had to put that in. But I love you. You know, you're loved and appreciated, as I always say. And um, I had no idea that you were going through what you went through. And it's good that you're still here. Oh, so. thank God for that. And, and thank you. Yes. Who, who's this, You're by welcome. The way? So this is Valerie Good from um, Sacramento. Valerie Good. She's my yeah. main rival on uh, Thug Life. So uh. <laughs> it's so good to get the fa- the, the, the voice with uh, the, you blowing up my territory. Oh, yes, always. <laughs> I'm just a thug like that. <laughs> hey, good hearing from you. All good right. hearing from you. All right. You guys take care, okay? Thank you, Valerie. Right. Bye-bye. All right. Okay, bye. Thug Life? What yes. is what, what is this Thug Life you speak of? Well, Facebook has a lot of games uh-huh. that you can play. That you uh-huh. compete with other uh, Facebook friends. Uh-huh. And one of them is... Thug life. They invited me into a clan, and I was like, "Well, let's find out what this is." Uh-huh. And, and so, part of the thing is, you get to destroy other people's territories, uh-huh. or buildings, or things that they built, uh-huh. and they gotta earn money to build their empire. Uh-huh. And so, Valerie is always destroying all my shields, destroying all my buildings. <laughs> I can't go four days. I've, I've, I've actually stopped for like four days. Uh-huh. She then came in and just took all my money. <laughs> Valerie, I'm talking about you. All my. I love it. She stole like $48 million from me. Oh, my goodness. You know, and it, it, you don't have to pay to play the game. Uh-huh. It's just, you know, you just being involved. It's fun, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. But you get you get to have good conversations on messaging. Uh-huh. You know, like, and she's like, hey, how you doing? I'm sorry I destroyed your shields. Uh-huh. But <laughs> step your game up. You know, the whole thing. I love it. So it, it's cool. It's cool. Talking trash on Messenger. I yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Very cool. So I want to go back to your studio. One of the things that I desire to do is to build the studio at home. I've been talking about it for forever. Uh, one of my really, really good friends is a voiceover artist in New York. And, you know, she's always like, Wanda, just just do it. Just get your studio together. So I'm glad to hear you're doing that. And you're going to start your podcast at some point. And can do, do we have, can we get a little taste of what the premise is going to be or just? Well, it's going to be, um, obviously, you know, your success and what, how, how have you changed your life? And what is that point of favor mm. in your life? What is that moment that the time you met that person that helped you get your big break mm. or, or the time you sold your first piece of artwork and you were encouraged to keep going? Yeah. Or maybe you landed that first acting gig mm. and now you want now you want to go to Broadway. What was that moment? What did that moment mm. of favor do for you? And how can you share that with somebody else to experience it? I see that happen with um, Denzel Washington mm-hmm. all the time. And the, the number of people that he's helped, yeah. the number of young actors he's helped, I'm like, wow, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, he, this was one person that was, he, the guy lived with him and his wife. Oh, wow. You know, as, as um, I'm thinking it's Omari Chatwick. Oh, Omari Hardwick? Omari Hardwick, Ghost. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He stayed at Denzel's house. What? Before, his, before his, when he, he had his first acting gig and he was trying to audition for another acting gig. Mm-hmm. I think this is before Power. And, you know, and Denzel was encouraging him. Yeah. Denzel was doing his movies. He, right, you know, right. He going to get his gig. But it's about helping that next yes. person do that thing. I just read yeah. the story yesterday about how, you know, he let he stayed in the house and they treat him like his own son. Yeah. 
Yeah. That, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so that, that moment of favor is beautiful. I, yeah. I, I really want to focus on that. Yeah. So, yeah. so big old Measy, by the way, big old Measy, I'm going to call you. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to call you. We're going to talk. Uh, I want you to be one of my guests. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're we're I'm excited for you and what's next. So you are you still consulting with companies as well or Yes, um certain I, I consult with certain um uh certain um community agencies mm-hmm. and uh also I was involved with a panel that helped that was working along with Sac Republic FC uh-huh. that was helping to get um a, a $5,000 grand prize to help a black owned business. Wow. And it was, it was about three. It's like, you know, first, second and third and different dollar amounts. And it actually ended up being more than $5,000. Mm-hmm. So I was, so I was proud to be part of that panel Yeah, that did the voting for that. Mm-hmm. And I would love to do more. Uh, I, so thank you for um, Scott Moke and the rest of the crew over at Sac Republic FC for helping me be a part of that. Cause that was beautiful. It was, it was, it was awesome. So your pivot seems to be like, you know, of course, when you hear or you find out, okay, this employment that I've had for so long is gone. The first thing, of course, that, that sets into a little bit of panic. But then, like I said, you have this freedom. And so it sounds like your pivot is just developing very nicely into a plethora of things using those connections. We talked earlier about relationship building, using those rela- relationships and connections that you've had built throughout your career yeah. to still kind of figure out. It, it doesn't sound like the vision is complete yet, but no. it, found, it sounds like you're finding your way yes. to I'm, what's happening I'm next. I'm finding my way and yeah. people still contact me based on the last thing that I did. Yeah. And um, now I'm, I'm helping somebody else work on a big project for Christmas. Okay. And with some other producers in L.A. Mm-hmm. and uh, a main person that lives in Sacramento with 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 the help of other people. Mm-hmm. So I mean, at least I'm in that crew that's, good. that's putting these things together at the planning stages. And I, I'm, you know, it's amazing to see that happen. Yeah, I love I love to hearing the theme of. When the one door closes, like they say, you know, God opens up a window or another door or something else, you know, it's like there's something else meant for you. And I like how you're taking all of that and just, again, seeing what's next. And you have this freedom to move about, look, I'm stealing from Southwest, to move about the country, right? To move about your life in a way that serves you. Yes. That you are able to rewrite your narrative. Yes, yes. And I, I love it. I, I love seeing this. And I know it, it's scary when we lose something that we've held on to so tightly. But it also, once you let go yes. and you get that freedom to be yes. able to create and move and do the things that you want to do, it's an awesome, awesome feeling. I, I had so many I had so many people call me and, and when they found out what happened to me. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, you know, let's get a petition. Let's put you back on the air. Oh. Let's, I said, it's not necessary. Yeah, they've made their decision. Mm-hmm. Now I'm making mine. Yeah, and I would love for you to support me with the decisions that I'm making. Yeah, and and just as long as you're able to do that, and we're good. I don't yeah. I don't necessarily need that anymore. Yeah, and now who knows? I mean, I may I may get another job. Yeah. With doing doing that maybe in Sacramento, maybe someplace else. Mm-hmm. But at least with what I'm doing at this moment. You know, help support me in that. Yeah, 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 and it sounds like it's serving you well. Yes, yeah, it is. You know, you're also doing something with uh, Doctor Mosh. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. Talk about that. So there's a show that was in that's in production right now that we're taping. It's called uh, Daily Dose 
with Dr. Moshe. And it's Dr. Moshe Lewis. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a doctor based in San Francisco. That's uh, He specializes in pain management. And um, he so he helps a lot of you know, veterans, lots of uh, ex-sports athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, anybody that's dealing with pain. Um, and so I ask him a lot of questions for myself, uh-huh. um, even though he's not my official, official doctor. Right. But, you know, um, I'm checking to see if my insurance covers him because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call him. <laughs> But he he tells me things offhand, mm-hmm. and so he is basically like um, I'm not sure if you've ever seen the doctors. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like that, okay. and so but we're doing it for a younger crowd, and you know a little bit of hip hop flair to it. Mm-hmm. It's myself, and it's uh Rachel, Rachel Robillard, mm-hmm. and of course Doctor Moses, us three. And we have producers behind us and and editors, and they're we 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 tape our shows and. Uh, Look for it coming out on YouTube first. Okay. And then I'm sure the shopping for TV will happen mm-hmm. and that they're already approaching people for for the show. So right. we I know I don't want to spook it or, yeah. or I, I just wanna say it's it's all of it is in development. I'm I'm actually gonna be taping again uh mm-hmm. next week. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm I'm excited. You've already had some great guests that talked nice. about everything from uh OB having an OBGYN experience mm. in the black community. In the Love in the it. black and Latinx community, mm-hmm. to uh, how to how to improve your immune system, you know, because obviously COVID is yeah. is the big thing. So improving your immune system is key, um, and so it's it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things we talk about. We talk about sex. Mm-hmm. We you know we talk about you know how to how to handle your marriage. You mm-hmm. know, or, or like living in COVID has has sparked up a lot of either you're recommitting your relationship. Mm-hmm. Or you're ending your relationship. Yeah. And so we talk about all those different types of things. Yeah. And we, and we also dispel a lot of rumors as well. Good. I love one of the things that um, I we talk about. So on the second Saturday of the month, we have what's called Lessons from the Journey. And my friend Sean down in Southern California, she and I do the show together. Yes. And it is more Christian based. Mm-hmm. And But one of the things that we talked about, we were talking about the root system last week where we're, we're going through this... Um, this series called From Underdog to Hero to Champion and mm-hmm. talking about God taking us through this journey of digging through to healing. So yes. digging, finding your root system and finding the root cause of things that are happening. So I say all that to say that when I think about COVID, I talk to people about COVID and the, the environment that we're in is that COVID really didn't do anything but take the distractions away from us. So if your marriage ended, quote unquote, because of COVID, your marriage was already struggling. COVID just took the distraction away of like, I'll just speak for myself, is that when I was married and my marriage was coming to an end, I found myself always at happy hour with my coworkers or finding stuff to do after mm. work because I didn't want to go home. Right. So when COVID took, uh, it takes all of that away from us, those distractions, whatever it is, now we have to face reality and the reality of what our situations are. So I just hearing you talk about how, you know, yeah, some people are recommitting and deciding, hey, no, this is what, this is worth fighting for or whatever. Some people are like, mm, nah, it was already bad anyway, but COVID just really showed me that I really don't, well, I want to make a better decision it for my It just kind of pushed things yeah. ahead. That's, yeah. that's, how we, that's how we like to say it on the show. Uh-huh. It kind of pushed things forward. Yeah. So now, now we got a good reason to do it. Right, right. And um, so it's really... And so we, we had a therapist uh, as a husband and wife therapist. Uh-huh. 
and uh, I'm trying to remember the actual name of the couple they like to be called, but oh. they were hilarious. Really? So you'll see it on the show. So he, none, none of the episodes have aired yet? Not yet. Okay, not yet, all right. Yet. So we can, we can check out things on Instagram right now okay. at DDDMosh, okay. uh, Daily Dose with Dr. Mosh, okay. um, M-O-S-H-E, DDDMosh. Okay. And you'll get little ideas of what's going on. Okay, I'm excited for it. Yes. Okay, so you got the show. You've got you doing a little bit of consulting. What else can we expect from you? And or what are you looking forward to I would as love, 2020 wraps up? I would love to do more public speaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to see people. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I know now it's not the time to do it. Yeah. But when the time is right, I want to come out and and speak to people. I was working on. I I was speaking to lots of kids in school. Mm-hmm. Um and and encouraging young kids like kindergarten through fifth grade because i'm look when i was in kindergarten to fifth grade i was a demon child i uh-huh. thought i was a demon child uh-huh. but i was really i really wanted to talk mm-hmm. you know i was really but i was always disrupting class yeah. and, but I, I ended up you know every comedian goes through this they mm-hmm. they realize i really want to entertain people right and so i had that but i also wanted to talk to folks yeah and so to let them know hey know your voice and know who you are mm-hmm. and know who you're talking to. And, you know, those 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 are the things that I was talking about mm-hmm. when I was speaking to kids and going, yeah. to, going to schools and different things. So. Speaking of speaking, you also did a panel last weekend on the Sacramento Women's uh, Expo yes, on yes. domestic violence. Yes. And shared your experience with that. Yeah. So the, it was um, um, breaking the chains that bind us. Mm-hmm. And it was a uh, big shout out to the Planet Shakers. PR for putting that together for Sac Women's Expo. Mm-hmm. And they had a really interesting idea. They asked me to come and be a part of it. And I'm like, um, I'm not female. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel out of place. I don't know if it's going to be a, a, a you know, man-hater club. Right, right, right. But so I said, well, I'll talk about being a child of a domestic vice, a domestic violence survivor. Mm-hmm. And the trauma that I had to go through mm-hmm. negotiating my way through life. That's good. Dealing with that. And, um, you know, the not trusting men, the, um, you know, the, the trauma of me not wanting to have kids because I thought I might turn into right. what my biological father did, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and actually seeing a div- domestic violence episode happen right in front of my eyes when I was a child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just is really. How it re- it really affects you. It really does affect you. Yeah. And at that time, there was no, there was no weave. There mm-hmm. was no my sister's house. Yeah. There was none of that. Yeah. And it was just, you know, and even it was worse. Even that was like, stand by your man. Yeah. You know that's that's yeah. who just your man. And uh, but I I talked about media messaging at the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and all that because that's how I went down. The the Mac was. <laughs> The Mac and Rudy Ray Moore was big. Yeah. You know, when they say, oh, yeah, I smack a bitch. Uh-huh. You know, right. th- that was the messaging. Right. In the black community at the time. Yeah. Women are supposed to be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and now to see that narrative being changed and to see more. I actually like when WAP came out. To be honest with you, I was, I was like, it's about time. <laughs> We proud of it. You need to be proud of it too. We right. that's people that, that dig it. We, we cool. We good with the wop. Right. I ain't mad about the wop. What y'all? This is Christmas. Are you kidding me? What y'all, fellas? What are y'all mad at? Right. Really? Right. You you want right. Snoop Dogg to talk about the wop? Right. Right. Or women talk about their wop? Right. What what, what right. are we doing? Right. So, it, but to see that empowerment happening 
now in 2020 yes. and so many resources are now at play yeah it's 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 turning into something really great yeah and yeah as much craziness as there is in the world uh there are people and organizations out there that still got your back yeah yeah i love it Man, this is just such a wonderful conversation. I'm just so happy that you're here and we're having this dialogue. Finally, it's a dream come true interview for me. So happy that you're here. I want to take a really quick break. And when I come back, I want to hear what was the one lesson that you that you will take away from 2020? Mm. What's the one lesson that you'll, you'll take away from 2020? So we're going to do a really quick break. And when we come back, uh, I want to hear that from you. All okay. right. This is Full Circle. We'll be right back. Show your support for the show by liking and sharing our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5. And she's back, empowering women one conversation at a time. This is Full Circle with Miss Wanda. We're back. Thank you so much for staying with the program. Appreciate you listening today. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda, talking to my guest, Alvin Sams. You may know him as Big Al, and he is just dropping knowledge on us, family. And if don't forget, do not forget that this show uploads to podcast every Tuesday at noon. So make sure you're following the show on social media at full circle nine, seven, five on Instagram and Facebook, or just go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. It's Ms. Wanda's full circle radio. You can find that on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple podcasts, and more. So make sure you are upload or subscribing and sharing the podcast with the world. That's how we are going to get our message out to everybody. So we are having a conversation with my guest, Big Al. And I wanted to know, as we close out the show, what was the lesson? What's the lesson that you are taking from 2020? What is the one thing if there was, you know, if you when you look back on this and say, yeah, I remember 2020. It was the, the year that I learned this or I discovered this or this is the thing I took away from that. What would that be? Do your research. Find out for yourself. Do your research. There's been so much misinformation being passed out, not just about COVID, mm-hmm. but about everything. Not, you know, George Floyd, mm-hmm. QAnon, so, so much. The conversations I've had with, with my mom and because she's based in Texas, and, you know, in, in the old, the, your elders are taught to obey your president, to listen to your president. Mm-hmm. And it, they've been doing that since Eisenhower. He's been doing it forever. And, yeah. and, and this is a whole different ball of wax here. Yeah. And I always send her information. Like I would, she gets it. She got the iPhone. She gets the text. She uh-huh. knows the airdrop. You know, she's she's figured that out. Uh-huh. But I send her stuff like, okay, this is how we're doing things here. Mm-hmm. So at least you get the full side of yeah. the story. Yeah, uh, I don't want to make her change her mind. Mm-hmm. But, you know, or things like the mark of the beast. Or, you know, people are nothing but pedophiles. Or, oh, God, I remember when we, when we first came out, there were people in Sacramento that was saying black people can't get coronavirus. I remember that as clear as day, April. Mm. And I, I, I will not say any names, 
because there are names that you and I both know mm-hmm. that are out there. And, and they obviously, clearly, clearly we know now. Right. Clearly we know now. But that misinformation, yeah. because it came from somebody famous mm-hmm. and their stuff. No, you get that information. If that, if that really speaks to you, do your own research mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. You know, talk, you know, talk to somebody that, that you know is an expert in thus and so. Right. And it, we have all these things at our disposal, yet we act like we're the dumbest people on the face of the earth. Now, now this, now I'm not just talking about black folk. Yeah. I'm just saying in general. Yeah. And we, we just refuse. I know it for a fact. Right. No, you don't know it for a fact. Right. You know, you, you, you don't want to get a shot at the doctor's office. What do you know right. about medical anything? Right. But do your research, find out for yourself. That's the biggest takeaway it, it, it for everything. I've, I've had people try to do coronavirus stimulus check schemes mm. and scams. I've, you know, it, it's so I've, I've had EDD checks sent to my, my house that I don't even know who these people are. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, they, they're, they're out here and on top of the international stuff, yeah. you know, just do as much research as you possibly can to get the actual truth, the actual factual, and then you can make an informed decision of which way you want to go. That's so good because we are in an age of whatever we see on Facebook goes is law. Whatever we see on Instagram, that's the truth. Yeah. You know, and people run with it, like you said. So, yeah, I was looking, reading an article last night. Someone posted on Facebook about one of the local candidates. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was reading the comments and they were like, no, that's not true. You need to search your facts. That's not the, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so, but, you know, as when I first read it, I was like, well, it's in this paper that that is an actual like I know this paper to be reputable, but you know, and so I'm like, well, I believe it. But then at at the same time, I thought, no, I I want to look more into this because we're coming up on voting. I haven't finished filled out my ballot yet, but I want to know that I have the best information on this candidate. Yeah, to decide whether or not I want to vote for that person. Yeah, so. I mean, it's 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 your right. I mean, this there are people I hear that say voting is a joke. Uh, but they ain't never voted in their life anyway. Right. So yeah. who cares yeah. what they say? Right. They don't do nothing and then get mad because nothing's being done. Yeah, you, that's that's the ultimate in stupidity. Yeah, you're stupid. That's what it is. I'm I, I'm ready for the smoke. Come get it. You're stupid. <laughs> if you don't do anything, that's true. And then you complain about nothing being done. Right. This is your opportunity. There's a reason why they don't want you to do something. Because it is powerful. If there's enough of you that do a thing, it is very powerful. So that's the that's the reason why you should do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's so many people that sacrifice just to have a right for you to do it in 2020. Mm-hmm. The, the least you can do is look at the doggone pamphlet yeah. and make a decision. Mm-hmm. Even if you lost, you you put your name on it. And that's where people get discouraged and make an excuse. Well, I voted and nothing changed. That's, well, sometimes it takes more than one time for us to actually continue to exercise our voice. I remember I was watching a, a documentary about Hitler mm-hmm. and the Nazi party. And it wasn't overwhelming the first time out. The first time they did it, it was they had 1%. Mm. And then they waited until the next... The next thing happened mm-hmm. to boost their 
their narrative, mm-hmm. and then it was 3%. Mm. And then it turned to 17%. Mm. And eventually it turned out to 85% of the seats in Parliament was run by them. Mm. And he got to be chancellor. And that's when the craziness happened. So I'm saying now, I'm not trying to say be Hitler. Yeah. I'm just saying it starts with that. Yeah. And sometimes you may not win. And then, but if there's enough people that you can bond with, you can connect with, that feel the same way you feel, now you got a little coalition going. Right. I heard that Shaquille O'Neal is working with other people to create a political action group. This is after this is the first time he's ever voted in his 48 years mm. of life. He's like, man, this is so powerful. I'm going to create a political action group, political wow. action committee. And he's doing it. And um, it's, I think it's with like Andrew Young, former mayor. Mm-hmm. And it, it's being a part of this process is something that's been, people have lost their lives for. There's a reason why it's valuable. Yeah. Because you and other people who think like you can change the course of history. Quit waiting for the other dude to do it. You do it. And it starts with voting. It starts with what you're doing, researching, looking at the pamphlet, seeing what's what's there, and how those things affect you, Wanda. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do how it affects me, Al. And if there's enough people that, that way, then, hey, who knows? We can change the world. We can shock the world. Mm. Who knows? But mm. we have to try. And that's all That's all the NAACP keep trying to tell you, mm-hmm. all these acting committees. And all, they, they, that's, just try. Mm-hmm. Just try. You know? And there's, there's, I know a lot of 18-year-olds, it's their first time voting. I mean, when I turned 18, my birthday is in December. I didn't get to vote. Because I was I was too late, but I've been voting ever since, because I believe in that process. Yeah, and um, you know, hey, even if you even if you, even if you get even if you get beaten up, at least you put your hands up to fight. Yeah, that's all we're asking for. We dropping the mic on that one. This is full circle. Thank you, Al, so much for being here and for all the gems and nuggets. And I wish you nothing but God's blessings and peace and just love and light to you on the next part of your journey. It sounds like you're walking in so much freedom and I just am excited to see what happens for you next. I'm excited. I'm scared and I'm ready to make it happen. Yeah. And, and Hey, happy birthday for the show. This is, you have no idea how glad I am. No, this is three years old. Oh yeah. And and you were, you're, you're a part of this whole thing. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm actually loving it. I I wish you great further success. Thank you so much, Al. Yes. This is Full Circle Family. If you're interested in having your business announced on the radio, please consider being a sponsor of Full Circle. Sponsorships are affordable and they make a big impression. So for more information, email me at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow the show on social media. That's how we're doing it, family. Tune in next week. I will see you then, family. Until then, show love to everyone you meet. And I'll see you next week. Peace. This has been Full Circle. Follow our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5.